Hello and welcome to Spiritual Fitness Ministry. I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in and allowing me to grace you with the message and to teach the truth about the Word of God. I've been sitting on this for, for a while now and God has told me time and time again to get up and strengthen my people. And when he told me to strengthen his people, I had a moment where I felt like the same thing that God was telling me to do. It's the same thing that he told Abraham to do when he told Abraham that he was going to bless his seed to be an innumerable fruit. Abraham laughed because he was old at the time. And when he laughed about it, he told his wife and she laughed about it because she was also old and she wondered in her mind how am I going to how am I going to give Abraham a son in this old age so she made a decision to allow Abraham to go into her handmaid Hagar and they conceived and they bore the son Ishmael and then the promise came, the word of the Lord came back to Abraham again, said, I'm going to bless your seed to be a little fruits. And when they were, when Abraham was about a hundred years old, he conceived the son with his wife Sarah, who was around 90 at the time, and they bore their son Isaac. And Isaac was the seed of the promise, according to the word. <laughs> Sometimes God will give you a word, but then we will take the word that he gives us and we'll laugh at it, we'll mock it, we'll act upon it, but the way we act on it is not necessarily what God had planned for us to do. So a lot of times when we're acting, we're acting according to our own accord. But anyway, God gave me this word he said to strengthen my people and I did not know what God meant about strengthening his people so I took that word and I I put it to the best thing that I recognized which was exercise and fitness so I went out and became a personal trainer just in the mindset that I will be able to strengthen his people 10 years later God said strengthen my people according to my word. It's like, oh, okay, now I see what you got me doing. I don't know what it is just yet, but maybe fitness wasn't the key. So here I am right now with the message that the Lord wanted me to deliver. And when he told me to deliver this, he gave me a mission, a purpose, and a vision behind it. And I think the best way for me to get started is just to go right to the word. And we're going to start with the purpose of why I want to show you or why I am speaking to you today. We're going to go right into the word. We're going to start with the book of St. Luke. We're going to start in the 68th verse. And it reads... Blessed be the Lord, 
God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. So the Bible is telling us here that the Lord has visited and redeemed his people. He said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. So the Lord God of Israel is being recognized as being blessed because he had visited and redeemed his people and have raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. So ever since the beginning of time, God spoke through his prophets that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. See, this is very specific and direct. It's saying that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of everyone that hate us. Why is God talking to us like this? Why is God asking us or telling us that we should be saved from all that hate us? Now, we're going to get into that. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. So God wants us to he wants to perform the mercies of his, of our fathers. He promised our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he said he wants to remember, he wants us to remember his holy covenant. The oath which by he swore to our father Abraham. Again, he had a promise that he made to Abraham. And he wants to remember that oath and that promise that he made to Abraham. That he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. God is saying that he, that he would grant unto us an opportunity, a promise, that being delivered out of the hands of our enemies, that we can serve him without fear. So we shouldn't have any fear in serving God. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And this is where we get into to give knowledge, to give knowledge, to give knowledge. Of salvation unto the unto his people by the remission of their sins. Hmm. By the remission of their sins. So it is my purpose to be here to give knowledge to you. It is my purpose to be here to give knowledge to you. That is what speaking. That is what speaking. The truth about the Bible is represented today. It's giving knowledge to you. My purpose is to give knowledge, is to teach and to shed some light on the truth that there is a party that God is referring specifically to because he stated that he wants to deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, out of the hand of our enemies. So... He is being very direct. He's also stated that blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which means that he is being very specific as to who 
he's dealing with. He is dealing with the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel because he wrestled with the Lord and found favor in his sight. The word Israel means, as a man, thou hast power with God. So God is letting you know that he wants knowledge of salvation to be taught to the Israel, to the children of Israel. That's a very, very specific message. And that is my purpose today. It's to teach. That is my purpose. Every time you see me speak on these, on this Bible, on this word, is to deliver a word that's going to enlighten you, that's going to strengthen you, that's going to encourage you, that's going to motivate you. You're going to see me speak. Every time you see me speak on this word, is to empower you with knowledge. From there, we're going to go to St. Mark chapter 1, verse 4. It says, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So preaching the baptism of repentance. Preach the baptism of repentance. We are going to touch that in so many different ways. The baptism of repentance. May not get to it today, but that is the purpose of spiritual fitness. Is to teach the baptism of repentance. The purpose of spiritual fitness is to teach the baptism of repentance. A lot of people think that the baptism of repentance is solely going underwater. But I'm going to show you something. Hold that thought. Let's go right in here. Um, Let's go right into it. Hold that thought. It's not about the water, y'all. It's not about the water. There's a renewing. The baptism of renewing. Repentance and, re, and remission of sins is to be renewed from sin and be renewed from repent from, from your iniquities. So when you actually think about the, when it's talking about the baptism of repentance, it's talking about the washing of the water of the word and I'm about to show you that real quick let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 we'll start a verse We'll start in verse 6. It says to praise, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein, verse 8, wherein he have abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, 
which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have attained inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So understand that we are definitely here to teach the knowledge of God for the remission of our sins. We're here to teach the knowledge of God for the remission of our sins. And the way I'm going to work this is through the renewal, the washing of the word. We're going to get into that. As I stated, we're going to get into that. Before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit more about the mission that I'm here to do. The mission that I'm here to do. We go to St. Saint Matthew, the 10th chapter. We'll start in the 5th verse. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, mind you, I just told you that in First Luke, in the St. Luke, when you actually read verse 68, it said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. So now, back here in Matthew, the 10th chapter, the 5th verse, in the 6th verse, it said, these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, this is the mission, as you go, <laughs> preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Cast out devils freely, you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor your stays, for the workman is worth, worthy of his meat. So if I do my job right, God's going to bless me. So I'm not here to ask for money. You probably never heard that from a pastor before. I'm not a pastor. I'm your spiritual fitness trainer. But the mission is plain. It says, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the first thing I'm going to tell you right now is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means it's time for us to get serious, y'all. That means that it's time for us to get serious, y'all. We have to do what God is calling us to do. And I'm here this morning. I'm here with you right now to do what God has told me to do. Teach the word. 
go to the sheep, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, you preach and you say that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm here to fulfill the purpose, to give you knowledge about the truth that this Bible speaks, to give you the truth. Because God told us in Habakkuk, and this is the vision that I have. This is the vision that I have because this is the vision that God has given me. It says right here, Habakkuk 2 verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So the purpose, mission, and vision is to go to the children of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, preach to them, give them knowledge that they need to repent and be saved and remit and be for the remission of their sins, that God has a promise for us and he's going to deliver that promise to those that are enlightened by this word and this knowledge of truth. God has a purpose for us that he's going to help the children of Israel come out of the hand of their enemies. Understand that God's going to help us through this process. Y'all Y'all worried about how we going to get out of it, you know, and you're trying to figure out the ways we're going to do this. But the way we the way to doing this is through God and God alone. God said that vengeance is mine. So everything that God is planning to do, God's going to do it. You don't need to do anything. You just need to repent from the remission of your sins and start focusing on what God wants from you. What God wants from you is to love him and obey him. What God wants from you is this. Mark 12, 29. We'll start right there. This is exactly what God wants from you. This is why these are known as the as the two greatest commandments, because when you are doing the two greatest commandments, you're fulfilling the entire law. And, uh, and Jesus Christ will tell you that. Watch. When you go to Matthew, or it's St. Mark, chapter 12, we'll start at verse 28, because I want you to understand the backstory behind this. So God, Jesus Christ had just finished teaching, right? And just finished speaking. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had an answer, that he had an answer them well. He asked Jesus, he said, which is the first commandment of all? So the scribe wanted to know the truth about the commandments. He wanted to know which one was the first commandment. Because we have our commandments according to the scriptures. We have the 10 commandments that we think of, but there's over 600 commandments in the Bible. And this scribe wanted to know which one was first. And Jesus answered him in verse 29. It says, and Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God, your God, with all of your heart, with all thy heart. And with all thy soul, with all of your soul, and with all thy mind, with all of your mind, and with all thy strength, with all thy strength, with all of your strength. This is the first commandment. 
This is the first commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. God told me to strengthen the people. So this is the first commandment that we have to focus on is learning how to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Check it out, verse 31, because it didn't stop there. He said, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. When you are doing these two things, loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving your neighbor as yourself, you are fulfilling the entire law. You are fulfilling the entire law. You are fulfilling the entire law. Now, imagine this. You're trying to build a house. Now, you're not going to build an elaborate, beautiful house without seeing it first in your mind, without visualizing it first in your mind. You're not going to be able to build an entire elaborate house without having a vision, without having a vision for this house. God said, write the vision and make it plain. Draw out the blueprint and make it plain so that he who read may run. So there's going to be somebody who knows to examine the blueprint and read the blueprint and actually build according to what the blueprint shows. Write the vision and make it plain. Right? Now, understand this. When we go to first. We'll go to the book of 1 John. Let's go to the book of 1 John real quick. Because a lot of people think that they can bypass loving thy neighbor as thyself. Because the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But a lot of people think they can bypass loving your neighbor. And bypass loving themselves. But you really can't do that. You really can't do that. And I want you to understand this first and foremost. This is not a commandment that I'm giving you. This is this is not a new commandment I'm giving you. This is how to adhere to the commandments that God has given you. So understand 1 John chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which he had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. All right. So understand that what I'm saying to you is not no new commandment. You know what I mean? It's not a new commandment. It's showing you how to adhere, how to live according to the commandment that God has already given you. All right. So understand. Um, verse. So we're going to go right into the scripture I want to get into. I just wanted to make sure that y'all understood that this is not a new commandment. This is not something new. This is something that that God had already told us a long time ago, but a lot of people don't know how to adhere to it because there's a lot of people that don't know how that don't know how to explain what God wants them to do. You know, and, and it's understandable. It's okay. It's not. It's not for everybody to be able to explain. So let's go into First John chapter three. We'll start at verse fifteen. We'll start at verse 15. Understand this. It says, 
Whoso hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer have eternal life abided in him. So we have to be able to love our brothers. I want to show you another scripture real quick. We have to know how to love our brothers. You know, we have to know how to love our brothers. Let me get that next scripture real quick. First John chapter four, verse 20. First John chapter four, verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, right? How can he love God whom he have not seen? How? How is that possible? So you can't bypass loving your neighbor thinking that you're going to love God simply by saying, this is the first commandment, so I got to love God first. No, you can't bypass that. That's why God said, if a man say it, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For who, for he that loveth his brother, whom he have not seen, how can he love God whom he let me say that again. Read that scripture one time. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? So we have to be able to love God first. Now, mind you, the commandment is this, right? Go back to first, go back to the book of Mark. The commandment is this, Mark 12, 29 and 30. Mark 12, 29 and 30. It says, Jesus answered, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So yes, it's the first commandment to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? But he said the second is like namely this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. As thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So you have to love your neighbor as thyself, which means that when we go back to when we go back to first John, right? When we go back to first John, the fourth chapter, the scripture says what it says if a man say I love God and hateth his brother he is a liar so if you don't love your neighbor if you can't love your neighbor you can't love God it says for he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen how can he love God whom he have not seen so you cannot it is impossible for you to love God whom you have not seen and still say that you hate somebody all right. So you got to understand that you cannot love God and hate somebody. Hate your brother. You see your brother. You can't hate your brother and claim that you love God. So understand that. 
next part of that you can't love your brother you can't love your brother without loving yourself that's why I said love your neighbor as you love yourself right you can't love your brother without loving yourself you have to know how to love yourself yeah brothers and sisters you gotta know how to love yourself Let's go to, I'm pulling the scripture right now. Bear with me a moment here. Getting the scripture for you right now. One second. Yeah, so it's very, it's, it's, it's impossible for you to love your brother before you love yourself. You have to know how to love your brother just like you love yourself. All right, so you understand that? You have to love your brother. And I'm about to show you a scripture that kind of, that kind of brings, that drives that home. Um, let's go to the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter. We'll start at the first verse. We'll read down to verse 5. It says, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with that, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. So if you're trying to put your, your neighbors down, you're trying to put everybody down, you know, you're going to be judged by the same judgment that you're using to put them down. So you should not, don't judge. Let God judge. Let God be the judge. He's the only judge that there is. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? I love this scripture because it's, it's showing you that you have to know how to love yourself first. Because if your brother has a moat, think of a moat as a splinter, a splinter, right? But the beam is a log, and the log is sitting right here in your eye, right? The log is sitting right here in your eye. So when I read that verse again, it says what? It says, and why beholdest thou the moat that is in thy brother's eye, right? So why are you focused on the, on the splinter? It's in your brother's eye, right? But consider it's not the beam, but you ain't even taking any kind of thought about the log that is in your own eye. Verse 4 says, Or how will thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the moat. Let me get the splinter out of your eye, right? And behold, a beam is in thine own eye. So he's asking you, how how you gonna ask your brother to pull the spoon out of you, out of his eye when you still got a log in yours, right? Verse five, it says, "Thou hypocrite." So he's telling you, you're being a hypocrite for focus on somebody else before you focus on yourself. It said, first cast out the beam. So get the beam out of your eye. Get it out. Get it out of your eye, out of thy own eye, and then shall thou see clearly, 
right? Once you are able to love yourself, then you are able to clearly understand what love is. Okay? Understand that. Once you are able to love yourself, first, you are clearly able to know what love is. So thy hypocrite, first cast out the beam of thine own eye, and then, and then, so after you get the moat out of the, after you get the beam out of your eye, right? After you know how to love yourself, right? And then shall thou see clearly, you know how to love better, you know how to understand better, you know what love is, you know what love represents, right? You shall see clearly to cast out the moat, to get the moat out of your brother's eye. You have to love yourself first. So yes, the scripture tells you that the first commandment is to love God because God is our one God. He is our God. He says, love God, right? And to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But he's the house. God is the house. God is the temple. God is the end result, right? God is the end result. He said, and the second is just like the first, to love thy neighbor as thyself, which means that you have to know how to love your neighbor, right? You have to know how to love your neighbor as yourself, which means that you have to know how to love yourself first. You are the vis you are the blueprint. You are the practice board. You are the one when it said write the vision and make it plain and he that read to read it. You are the vision. You are where it starts, where you start to love yourself first, then you can start to allow people, you can start teaching people how to love themselves. Now you're loving your brother. You can start teaching people how to love God. Now you're loving God. How you do that? Love yourself with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's break it down real quick, and I'm going to close out with this. You love yourself with all of your heart. That is the emotional side. That is loving your, you know, having that strong emotional health. You know, recognizing your happiness, recognizing your joy, even when you're sad and you're upset, you're not you're not dwelling in the sadness, you're not dwelling in your anger, because the scripture says what to be angry and sin not. So you don't want to dwell in the anger. That's what having a stronger emotional bond with yourself is all about. Is learning how to deal with the different emotions, the different energies that come through that you experience moment by moment. And the reason why I say that because every moment is a different moment. So moment by moment, you are experiencing different energies, emotions, these emotions that come, that go. You recognize them, you acknowledge them, you embrace them, you keep it moving. Love yourself with all your soul. That's the light that's in you. When you see me, when you see me, you say, man, that man is a good dude. That's a good dude. That's a positive person. You know, that's the light that's inside you. That's the light that shines brightly. When you see Jesus Christ in the scriptures, everybody magnified to him because of why? Because the light that was in him was undeniable. Whether they loved him or they hated him, the light that was in him was undeniable. You must be the person that let your light shine, whether people love you or people hate you. And they're going to revile you. They're going to hate you. Why? Because they may not be able to stand in your light. So, yes, they're going to hate you because they can't stand in your light. Let them hate you. But you still have to let your light shine. Understand that. Let your light shine. That is your spirit. That is your attitude. That is your soul. Your light is your soul. Loving the Lord with all of your mind. 
Bible says, through all thy getting, get understanding, get wisdom, seek knowledge, study to show thyself approved. Mental health is very important to you. When you are loving God with all of your mental stability and your mental health, yes, indeed, you are loving God with all of your mind. Study, get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding, and, and deliver it back. Because you are loving your neighbor by delivering it back. When you're loving God with all of your strength. When you're loving God with all of your strength. Love God with your physical being. Everything that's in you physically. Your strength. Work out. Exercise. Put the right foods in your body. Nutrition. Put it all into your body. Put the right foods in your body. Not the, not the foods that defile you. You know, say things that's going to be careful for you, you know, but you're not going to have the energy to do things without the right proper nutrition, the proper nutrients that your body needs. So you have to be able to understand that these things are so important to you. Loving the Lord, your God, requires every aspect of you in order for you to love him. It requires every aspect of you. You can't love God with only half of you. You can't love God with only half of you. So if you're sick, focus on trying to become healthy. You know, if you have health issues, focus on trying to be focus on trying to cure yourself. You start by loving yourself. A lot of people be like, man, I don't want to get up and go work out today. I don't want to go for a walk. But do you realize that walking will reduce a multitude of health issues? Yes, it will lower your blood pressure. It will definitely help you drop your A1Cs. There's a lot of things that will be health, healthy to you if you take time out to focus on your health. Now, I understand why God said strengthen my people, because he wanted me to go out here and teach you how to be strong in the Lord. And this is what I'm here today to do. And this is what spiritual fitness is all about, is to give you the knowledge that God wants you to have. It is to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel because there's a lot of people that's within that lost sheep of the house of Israel that are having the biggest health issues. There's a lot of the lost sheep who don't know God, who think they may know God, but they're not really recognizing God as God because of the fact that the people that are teaching them about God ain't teaching them the truth about God. And I'm not I'm not discrediting nobody. I'm not talking to anybody in particular. I'm just letting you know that there's a lot of misconceptions about the word of God. You know, you have to focus on loving God with all of you. You have to focus on loving God with all of your strength. You have to focus on loving God with all of your mind. You have to focus on loving God with all of your soul. You have to focus on loving God with all of your heart. You have to love your neighbor as yourself in order for you to love God think about the house you start with the foundation you start with the blueprint first then you build a foundation off that blueprint that blueprint that foundation that is you you are the vision the blueprint you are the vision the foundation the framework is your neighbors loving your brothers and sisters loving your neighbor as yourself and God is the house that you built through love. I am Daniel Lyle. I'm teaching you the word of God. This is spiritual fitness. Like I said, I'm here because this is my purpose, my mission, my vision. And each and every time the Lord inspires me to speak, I'm going to speak. And I'm going to speak that truth because that's what God wants me to do. 
I love you. Peace.